Hello, everyone. It's Christine Marie Mason, your host for the Rose Woman podcast. I have been musing on a pod I did a while back uh, with Kelly Jacob on how to be beautiful. If you haven't listened to it, it's super interesting. She talks a little bit about how all of the signifiers of cosmetic beauty are based on the underlying neurobiological things that make us look healthy and happy and whole, such as bright eyes and flushed cheeks and swollen lips. Uh, so we we know that what we consider beautiful has this biological basis already. It's a good episode. Listen to it if you can. Uh, but I've been thinking about that in the context of some other things that I've got going on. I have been for a long time offering beauty products, skincare products, and ingestibles because I have this belief that we need an integrated approach to looking and feeling good and that they're mirrors of each other. So I have this Kanagami that's coming up in a couple of months. It's in production now, and it's really aimed at opening the heart. Now, the Kanagami works on the system in your biology that manages serotonin. It has serotonin reuptake inhibitors, it's got serotonin amplification, and it's got PDE4 inhibitors in its base chemistry. So it's a pretty great product. Also valerian's in there for relaxing the system, rose for opening the heart, pomegranate for increasing blood flow. So I was thinking about how rosebud has this combination of offering a body oil, which is a topical that is really lends itself to relaxation, that even the act of massaging on a body oil creates an oxytocin release in the body. It has cultural signifiers in the lifestyle offerings like candles, which have scents that produce a relaxation response in the body. It's got the ingestible component now through the Kana gummy. And that this approach to integrating the different elements that create a biological beauty response is really what we've been all about for a long time. I'm going to ask you to do something for me. And then when you listen to the rest of this podcast, you'll know why. And that is to do a little bit of deep breathing. So wherever you're at, could you exhale completely? And then we're going to do a long, slow inhale for one, Two, three, four. And now hold that breath at the top. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then release it. Blow it out nice and slow for eight counts. One, Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And inhale one, two, three, four. Hold one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then just breathe normally. Ah, <sighs> you know, whenever you're doing that, you're using your breath as medicine. It can really restore your presence and your level of sensibility. And did you know it can also make your skin look better? That the minute you begin to do breathing exercises, you kick off a whole process of neurotransmitters and other things that help you radiate. And today I am going to continue this series on inner and outer beauty with a wonderful guest, Dr. Mark Tager, who has written a book called Feed Your Skin Right, Your Personalized Nutrition Plan for Radiant Beauty. And yes, the first couple of chapters are on nutrition. They're on how to eat, what supplements to take, what supplements work, then what topicals can provide nutrients to the skin, and then finally what procedures can help in the skin. But the book is not 
kind of a one-size-fits-all. It really speaks to the emerging field of personalized medicine, of customizing what you're doing with your skin and with your overall health uh, based on your unique genome, based on your unique biome or microbiome. The book is very respectful of your intelligence. It makes the assumption that you actually want to know what's happening as your skin's rebuilding itself through procedures and processes, and that you want to know what different types of collagens are and what the differences between neurogenomics and nutrigenomics, and that you're interested in why your tongue is an indicator of whether or not your nutrition is right and, and why Eat the Rainbow translates scientifically. The book really trusts that you love your body and you want to know why various things would work or wouldn't work for you. So I start by asking Dr. Mark about how he got to this position of being a skin expert. Well, I've got about half of my career, and it's a long career, in aesthetics and half in integrative functional medicine. I really started out in the integrative functional medicine side of things, where I was sort of a pioneer in wellness. Early in the 70s, yeah, believe it or not, so I set up a Institute for Preventive Medicine in Portland, Oregon. I went on to direct health promotion for Kaiser Permanente, but that, you know, what I said, what I did was to see patients for an hour at a time. And I would do an assessment, then I had classes and workshops. I taught a very popular <laughs> Monday night yoga class for a number of years. So that's sort of my, my DNA. The wellness piece is in my DNA. And then I had built and sold a company and then I had a non-compete. And I, I met a guy in a plane. He said, well, you're a doctor. Um, we're doing this skin thing. And would you like to work with us? I said, sure. And it turned out that uh, I became the founding marketing person for the Fraxel laser. And that literally revolutionized how we treat um, skin rejuvenation. So I did that for about five years and trained all of these practitioners on how to use the device, then went on to another laser company. So for the last five or six years, I've really tried to put this together as a synergistic kind of way that practitioners can approach people. You know, we have so many silos in healthcare, and we have the silo of aesthetics and the silo of integrative functional medicine. And I like to think that there's a way to bridge the gap. And that gap comes really for me with the four questions that I'm always asked. You know, what should I eat? What supplements should I take? What topical should I apply? And what procedure should I have? And, you know, in the old days, I used to give out really simple prescriptions. And you need, you should, you must, you have to. When now my answer still is simple, but it's it depends. And there's no other person on the planet with skin that's identical to yours. Uh, no one with your genetics, no one with your lifestyle factors, your medication use, your environmental exposure. So each of us needs a, a, a tailor-made program of personalized nutrition to bring out the best in our skin. You've been talking, I mean, in the, I like that in the book, there's this more consultative approach, nutrigenomics, personalized nutrition, and it flies a little in the face of an efficient medical system that just wants to get you in and out and pay later for the problems you're having. So how do you address that from a care perspective? Yeah, from a, well, the beautiful thing is that so many of the tests are going direct to consumer. Oh, yeah. So you can go and you can get your finger stuck and, you know, do a little finger prick and you can find out your vitamin D levels and your omega threes and minerals. So we are really seeing consumers becoming very empowered with their laboratory testing. You can do food sensitivity online. Now, all of this is very good. And, and I applaud it. And we still need the practitioner to be able to interpret some of this. And I, I think that you want to be able to have a practitioner who goes through your medical history, who does a comprehensive physical exam, 
who listens to you, understands the medications that you're taking and how that could affect your personalized nutrition approach. So I think this is a both and. We've got this wonderful rise of consumer empowerment and we have simultaneously a rise of aesthetic and integrative functional doctors coming up and the two disciplines are coming together quite nicely. Let's talk a little bit about the nutrigenomics component. Uh, so let's say I go and get a test. In the book, you give personalized recommendations for, hey, you're low in D, you're low in zinc, here's what you should go eat. Can I go ahead with my test results if I don't have a good integrative practitioner and try to apply some of those? Or am I Am I looking for someone in a network, like a healthcare person that I can work with directly? I think for many of the tests that are direct, you can actually have an option of having a trained nutritionist go through this with you. What happens is we have SNPs, single nucleic polymorphisms. What they are, they're just, and you've got about three, maybe four million of them. Each one of us does. And that's how they track you, by the way, on Ancestry. they You, you have... Four million unique SNPs, and they're different from mine. So what happens is most of those SNPs, those genetic variants, don't do anything. But some of them change the absorption, the, the transportation, or the metabolism of key nutrients. And this means, if you know this, you might need more of a certain nutrient. Because if you're breaking down and metabolizing something faster than someone else, let's say vitamin D, you need more vitamin D. You have a problem transporting vitamin C, for example. This is uh, a way you can see if you need more vitamin C because you've got a problem with the transportation. So I think this sheds some very interesting light on things. Now, there are also SNPs that determine skin health and beauty the extent to which you are prone to pigmentation, the extent to which you have MMPs. Now, MMPs are the enzymes, big fancy names for the enzymes that break down collagen, collagenases. So what happens there is if you've got an overactive enzyme, you need to spend more attention on building collagen in your skin. So we have this also for glycation. Now, glycation is really interesting. Uh, we lead the world, Americans, in sugar consumption. And what happens is that sugar, that glucose molecule, attaches to the proteins in a process called glycation. Now, when we measure hemoglobin A1c for diabetes, what we're looking at is how much of that sugar has glommed onto that protein and changed its shape or its morphology or its ability to function in the body. Same thing happens with collagen. The sugar binds to collagen in a process called glycation, and it changes the configuration, the shape. It makes collagen brittle, and that contributes fine lines and wrinkles and all sorts of bad stuff. Oh, I thought those fine lines came from constantly going, mm, 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 like bursting your lips and... because <laughs> yeah. you're kissing too much. You're kissing way too much. Stop puckering. Right. If you go back, you, you do say something in, around the what the recommended daily allowance is on certain things versus what studies say you can tolerate. And now you're adding this whole layer of what you personally can transport and absorb. Exactly. And, and you know, the RDAs are just a good guidelines. And the, the upper limit for example, let's say the upper limit for vitamin C, which is a water-soluble vitamin, and you can take a good quantity of it, but they set it at 2,000 milligrams, two grams, and that is the level at which some people start getting some gastric uh, upset. And, and the upper limits that you really want to watch out for are the fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K, because they can accumulate in the liver, and uh, and and you can, it's rare we don't see that often, but there will be some zealots who every so often will come up with uh, vitamin A toxicity because they're taking massive quantities and it will affect their liver. Um, but what is shocking to me is that there's another value called the estimated average requirement. This is the amount of a nutrient to meet 50% of a healthy population that has been adjusted for age and sex. So, this is shocking because we find that 
94% of people don't get the vitamin D that they need. They are deficient in choline, which is a key um, fat for protecting nerves and also helps in the skin. They're low in many other minerals. They're low in calcium and magnesium. So, you know, very often I will run into my medical colleagues, and it's rare these days. And I will have this dialogue, and it gets a little testy. And the, and the physicians say, well, you know, you, Americans today just have expensive urine. We don't need all these supplements. Well, my answer to that is, have you ever sat down with patients and spent a little time and asked them what they ate in the last 24 hours? I mean, I think it becomes really shocking that we have the SAD, the standard American diet. And the other thing we have is we've got nutrients have been depleted from the soil. We are transporting food where nutrients are getting oxidized. We have other things like glyphosate, which is causing problems with the microbiome. And in fact, we haven't brought up the subject of the microbiome of these trillions of bugs whose goal is to live with you and do great things for you, to create neurotransmitters, to create short-chain fatty acids. I thought their goal was to replicate themselves. Oh, they're there to help us. <laughs> okay, help us. if you say so. <laughs> but we are in this incredible symbiotic relationship with these commensal bacteria who we've grown up with. I mean, think about this. Your brain weighs between two and a half and three pounds. All of the bacteria, the viruses, all those organisms in your gut weigh about the same amount. So if you think about it, your gut and your brain are about the same weight. Before we go on to that, though, let, I want to I want to go back to this um, thing about I, my impression from the people in my circle is they really don't know what of their supplements are working. They they are going to have expensive urine. They're going to pee a lot of it out. But it's worth the risk to take more in, because they know they're not getting it from their nutrition. So it's it's kind of throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks in a lot of cases. Yeah, let's let's divide this up a little bit because on one hand, you've got vitamins and minerals. Uh, Seventy to eighty percent of Americans, depending on what study you follow, take a multiple vitamin. They say they take it every day, whether they do or don't. Hard to know. So they take that really as an insurance. Let's make sure I get enough of these nutrients. Now, once we cross on over into skin health and beauty or into many of the other functions that, that drive health, we start talking about other classes, other whole classes of compounds. So among them, the, what we know most about are the antioxidants and their powerful role in helping to facilitate the thousands of chemical reactions that take place in our body. So my own belief and bias is that when I go out to my garden and I see all these different colors of all these vegetables and my orchard and see all the, the colored fruit there, I know that the pigments the antioxidants in, in these plants and these, in these vegetables and these fruits, it has a job of facilitating chemical reactions, but it also protects the plant from UV radiation. The interesting thing there, and there are numbers of studies of this looking at individual um, antioxidants, but many of them will, when you eat them, will provide you some degree of UVB protection. It's like the equivalent of an SPF 3 or a 4. So that's one of the things that happens when you eat the rainbow. Now, you're also getting, obviously, fiber. Now, why is fiber important? Remember those little bugs that are that, who you believe are just having... <laughs> no, no, I know. They're good. They're... We're going to talk about those pre and probiotics. <laughs> but the fiber helps them? Are you telling me fiber oh, no, helps they, the microbes? No, they love that okay. fiber. It's kind of their preferred food. And what, the, what they do is they manufacture lots of things, among them short-chain fatty acids, which are often called postbiotics. Now, there's three kinds. One kind is called butyrate, and it just stays to help heal the lining of the gut. It doesn't really get into the circulation very much. But there are two other kinds. One is acetate and the other propionate, and those go more widely into the bloodstream. Now, 
one of the things we know, for example, is that if you take people with acne, people with acne have very low acetate levels. So if we can help change the bacteria in their gut to make more acetate, we can actually bring down their acne. Um, so there's a strong connection. We call that, you know, the, there's the brain, the gut, brain, skin connection. So all of those organs sort of talk to each other. They talk to each other via the nervous system and then chemically as well. Yeah, you're, in the book, there's a table that shows uh, what different bacteria, their impact on different aspects of the skin. So if you have acne, if you have accelerated aging or photoaging, there are different bacterial solutions for that. Yes. So I, I think that, you know, we, we, we're learning so much more about how we can affect and sort of quote unquote manipulate the gut microbiome to take advantage of that. And so many people have what's known as a leaky gut. You know, when I did my training, we were taught that the gut cells, by the way, the lining of your gut is only, of your intestines is only one cell thick versus your skin where you've got, you know, a handful, six, seven layers of, of, of cells and then a dead horny layer. So what you have is, is the gut. We used to think that these cells were glued tightly together, but now we know that there can be spaces between them. And the problem there is that these undigested protein fragments, bacterial endotoxins, which are the, you know, almost infectious uh, outer coatings uh, of bacteria, other things can leak into the bloodstream. And what when they do that, they make their way to the skin. They also make their way to the brain, to the joints and other places. So the, the point I want to raise here is that, you know, every and any aesthetic professional, every and any integrated functional professional should really spend some time helping patients, let's say consumers, get their gut in good shape. I think I saw that you were an advisor to Enzymetica or something. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I take their digestive gold product, um, you know, on the regular. I think that's such a great company. It, it is spectacular uh, product. They're a great company. I set up their advisory, the scientific advisory board. You know, as we age, you know, by the time you're 60, 6% of Americans really have lost most of the ability to produce hydrochloric acid. And as we age, if you think about it, I hate this curve, but there's a curve where starting about 40 plus or minus, everything starts sliding down the hill. You know, our ability to produce collagen, the health of our mitochondria, the ceramides in the skin. Well, the enzymes are also on that. So the best food in the world will do you no good if you do not have the enzymes to break down and digest larger molecules into smaller molecules that your body can absorb. So this is where the uh, Digest Gold is a spectacular product uh, for people to just make sure they've got enough uh, of, of the enzymes on board so they get the great nutrients into their body. Yeah, it's so it's so wonderful that you've done this research. We So we've talked a little bit about getting your customized nutrition, go out, get your blood test, all of that stuff, and you can get your microbe tested. And then I'm looking at yeah, I'm in my late 50s. So when I look at my supplement cabinet, it it's a small fortune, I have to say. So I like seeing when you've created, like you created this thing for Neurohacker. I used to take their Qualia Mind Boost, their nootropic stack, which was like super. I mean, it made me feel a little bit jittery, uh, but I, I did feel temporarily smarter. So, um, but you've created something for them, uh, for the skin. That's a really good stack. I don't want to make it a commercial, but I figure you've like put a lot of research into it. Do you want to talk about that product? Yeah, it's they have a product. I was thinking of formulating my own product when I ran into the neurohacker people and they showed me kind of what they're doing. And I said, wow, you guys are on the absolute right, right track. And if you think about it, what we really need are the combination of antioxidants and the protective factors for the skin. So they put together a beautiful blend. I just, I'll call out a few of the ingredients that I, that I really like. And they also did a couple of other things. They went out and got the best branded ingredients with the research behind them and used the amount that was clinically shown to produce the results. And they went all over the world. So they, they started out with hydro peach, which are Japanese peaches. And what the, these peaches put out 
is ceramides. Now, ceramides we've used for a long time in, in aesthetics. When you have a laser procedure and you've got an open barrier, we use the ceramides externally to help with improve the skin barrier. Well, there's research that shows that peach extracts and actually rice as well can bring ceramides into the body and deliver that to the skin. You have to think about that is that just like you've got a leaky gut, well, you've got leaky skin as well. And these ceramides are sort of like the mortar. They're the fatty compounds. Another fatty compound, by the way, which is very important, are the essential fatty acids. And those and the ceramides um, get together and help protect the skin barrier. Then they have some other really lovely antioxidants. There's a red-orange complex. Now this comes, they, they, there are three varieties of red blood oranges grown in Sicily. The lovely thing there is that they are able to totally trace the, st the steps going right from the farm, which goes hundreds of yards in to be processed. So the, they've got everything contained. And, and this is a really good supplement. It contains a mixture of antioxidants. And one of the uh, studies showed that it actually, for active people, boosted their glutathione, which is the body's master antioxidant. There's biovin, which is a grape extract. Um, so if you, again, think about your colors. You know, you've got your your deep purples, and you've got your yellowy oranges and peaches. And so they've got biovin for for the the antioxidants there. They have some other really great ingredients. And these include lycopene. Lycopene is tomatoes, and it's a very powerful antioxidant. But they don't stop there. One of my favorites is astaxanthin. Now, I spent a lot of time in Oregon. And in Oregon, we used to be able to get big old salmon, and we'd watch them swim upstream. And the reason they were, A, powerful and energetic, and B, this kind of orangey red color, it's because they ate a lot of algae, and that algae had astaxanthin in it. So astaxanthin is a is a powerful antioxidant, but what I really like it for is its mitochondrial enhancement. Again, think of the curve. Everything's going downhill. As we age, we lose mitochondria, and the ones we have are not as effective. And so astaxanthin can help boost up those mitochondria. Um, so there's some other things uh, in their formula, but it's a, it's a powerful formula and a, it's a good one. And they've got some, some good results and people who take it. Now, here's the other thing. When you take a nootropic, you feel it. I mean, it, you, you get the buzz. When you do a skin health and beauty product, it takes 45, 60 days to see the results. And the reason for that is, as we age, our skin turns over much more slowly. So if you take a 20-year-old, they may have skin that turns over every 25 days. For you, it, that might be 40 days. For me, it might be 45 days. So what happens is it takes a while to see those improvements. The other thing that happens is that, and, and, and this is the reason why we always take photographs in aesthetics, before and afters. People are so busy looking at themselves every single day, they can't really remember what they they looked like yesterday. They get a new baseline every day. So when you think about your improvements every day, you, you may not see it so much. But it's after you've taken a supplement for, let's say, two months, someone says, oh, your skin, Christine, looks really gorgeous. What are you doing? So that's where you see this in this cumulative effect. The other thing you can think about is as you really age, you're also slowing down the deterioration process. So even maintenance can be a good thing. The entropy of my skin age. So I love this. Tell me tell me one thing. You, you went back, you were talking about your garden, and I'm imagining all these sun-protected grapes and resveratrol and these beautiful pomegranates. What is the bioavailability of the powders and the stuff in these stacks versus if I was eating it? Is there a, a huge difference? Is it just that we can't get enough? You've Sometimes you've got to eat a lot of these products to get enough from nature. And that's the first thing. 
And the concentrations really make it convenient. I mean, we all look for efficiencies. We all look for ways to get more in, a, in less. And I think that the, the supplements are important that way because it's also standardized. So, you know, I know the quality of my soil, but I don't know the quality of anybody else's soil. So I'm not so sure when I look at something like minerals, you can take the same plant and grow in two different soils and the minerals are totally different. So the, the beauty you have with these formulas is standardization. It can actually standardize the active ingredient. And this, by the way, has something to do with quality. Profession, the quality of, of supplements is, is not the same. What you will buy online or at uh, your local drugstore or um, your big box retailer it can vary. So I think that when you deal with a company like, like uh, Neurohacker and Qualia or the professionally branded products that are sold to practitioners, then these companies have done the due diligence. Um, they have checked for consistency. They, if it says 100 milligrams, there's 100 milligrams. There's no reliance on the fluff. Yeah, I'll tell you, I make, I make a couple of ingestibles along with my intimate care products. And when we go down into the supply chain, it's pretty staggering. Like I, I'm doing a, a gummy that has a Kana extract in it. And the Kana ranges in nature from 0.5% to about a 4% concentration in any given plant. So we do obviously an extract. But then within the extract, you have this wide range of pesticides that are used, methods of harvest, how it's preserved. It was really actually very difficult to get a clear read on the supply chain, like where were things coming from? They would even say like, we can trace it back to where the aggregator is, but we can't go from the aggregator to the farm where they bought it. So it, I'm hoping for greater supply chain transparency as things change in the field. There's a whole movement toward that. And yeah. you know, why are there different price points on supplements? Because the supplements that are usually premium priced are with companies that have done the homework, they've done the research, uh, they've also probably done their own clinical study, perhaps on the product versus relying just on the ingredients. Uh, so that all costs a little bit more money and, and it's worth it. When you guys get this book, I want you to look at the indicators of whether something's been tested or not. Uh, that, that are in that are in your book. You know, was it even on the topicals? You had dermatologically tested, rip tested, all kinds of things. So, you can. There are ways you can screen as a consumer for things that are uh, researched. Amen. You talk a little bit about peptides. Those are having a moment. Yes, they are having a moment in a couple of places. You know, if you th let's just think about who does the work in the body. The work is done most part by amino acids. And when amino acids are larger, they are peptides, and then they turn into proteins. So peptides are just groups of amino acids. And how they're configured, the number of them, that all depends on their action in the body. Now, we've used peptides for a long time in skincare, topically. And we usually have groups of three amino acids, which are tripeptides or six peptides, hexapeptides, and they've been used for quite a long time because they're small and they're able to sort of penetrate into the skin and have some effect. Now, what, and we also use these peptides um, for a variety of other kinds of things. Now, very often the integrative functional physicians are using them for injectables, to inject them uh, because they're not very well absorbed orally very often. Some of the larger peptides are not well absorbed. We will see this in some of the integrative functional work that's being done. They will do this. There are peptides that include copper, for example. Uh, there are peptides that work on metabolism, that work on cardiovascular health. In the book, I really didn't go that far because that opens up uh, an amazing area. It's a, it's a big area. But Peptides are important in the skincare realm, for sure. So we'll just recap on those four questions. You said, what should I eat? We talked about nutrigenomics. What supplements should I take? And there's a whole wide range of 
both vitamins and minerals, trace minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, not necessarily postbiotics is what I heard from you. And then also we're talking about how to eat to dial in your hormones, which is another whole section in the book, which I recommend everyone read. I mean, I've been looking a lot like what can I do naturally to uh, get more dopamine, more serotonin dropping into my system, more of the happy things and less of the stressy things. So I wonder as an integrative guy, uh, if you could talk about mindset and skin or attitude, uh, thought processes and skin. Sure, sure. Very often we see someone who's glowing, beautiful, and older. And you go up to them and say, what's your secret? Chances are they're just a happy person. They have a good outlook. They have a lot of gratitude. They're a spiritual person. They're able to put aside worries and anxieties. They also, by the way, a lot of people, I, there's another technique I think that's important. So it's there's gratitude, there's spirituality. But one of the things that I, I really pay a lot of attention to is the ability to regulate the autonomic nervous system. Uh, primarily with deep breathing is the way most of us do it. There are devices uh, that we can use for neurostimulation non-invasively. But, you know, I, I had an interesting talk with a fellow who was so upset with something. He was just frantic. And I, and I he, sat him down. I said, look, close your eyes. Before we enter this business discussion, because I could see he was really upset, let's do a four, seven, eight breathing. In the nose, big breath for four, hold for seven, out for eight. And when you do that, what you do is you stimulate the, auto, the parasympathetic nervous system, the vagus nerve, uh, you get the, the fibers of the lungs also involved in that. And, and what you'll find is if you do that three times, you'll find, wow, my heart rate's a little slower. I'm a little calmer. I, the tension has left my shoulders and my neck and my back. So I really advocate that people use breathing for first aid. Sure, there's things we could take, you know, ashwagandha, rhodiola, all of the things that are the adaptogens are important. But I also think that getting out and walking in nature, taking some time doing some stretches, deep breathing, all of those are really the first aid things that we need to do. Yeah, they create a cascade of neurotransmitters just like supplements do. Exactly. Like there's a whole response that's happening in your skin to make you more, that, that results in you appearing more beautiful. And those are endogenously produced neurological responses. So absolutely, I just wanted to make sure we got that in there because- Living, living happy has got to be part of how your how your skin looks. Um, all right, so now I'm going into the next two topicals. Okay, your Fraxel guy. Oh, do you consider that's a procedure, Fraxel? Again, I I know most of the top, um, so many of the top dermatologists, and and the good ones really make it simple. I mean, it, it you don't need uh, an eye a, a, something for your left eye for your right earlobe. You know, the left side of your Adam's apple. For the most part. It's a simple uh, process. There's a, a morning process and a night process. And the morning process is going to rely heavily, usually on serums and sunblock. I mean, those are the two pieces that seem to work pretty well, light moisturizers, serums. And then in the evening, you're going to do your uh, retinoids and your heavy moisturizers. Now, you know, there's no question that sun, we need a sunblock and it needs to be a titanium zinc based, not chemical. Um, the retinoids, you've got to experiment to find the ones that work best for you because they are irritating. They are drying and you do just a little bit. But the goal there is remember to, to get that skin to turn over faster. So if you're normally turning over for 45 days, if you can turn your skin over 25 days, you've got younger, fresher, brighter looking skin. Now, once you move into the area of the biologically active molecules in topicals, it, it blows open because there's so many. So you've got your classic one, the classic antioxidant one is vitamin C. Small molecule, penetrates the skin, uh, can be a little acidic, 
Some people need to take a, 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 a version of it that's not so irritating. So vitamin C is certainly the classic. But there's lots of other antioxidants that are making their way into skincare. You've got the area of growth factors. Now remember, we're back to our proteins again. So growth factors are larger globules of molecules. They're proteins that are secreted by cells keratinocytes, or stem cells, you culture those, you pull them out, and you can apply them to the face. These are active molecules that stimulate the body to produce new collagen, new elastin, to help heal wounds. So those are growth factors. Now, increasingly what we're seeing on the horizon is another category called exosomes. Growth factors are bigger protein molecules, Exosomes are these little small micro vesicles that contain transcription factors, little messengers, me messengers. messengers. <laughs> little messengers that tell other cells what to do. And all the different cells in our body create these exosomes. So fat has an exos creates exosome. Uh, brain material could create exosomes. Stem cells create exosomes. Mesenchymal stem cells, chorionic stem cells, things from the placenta, they all create these exosomes. And it's pretty fascinating. It's also the Wild West out there because we don't know really what works. And a lot of times people, you know, some of the docs are pushing it, they're injecting it. But there, there's some good research looking at these exosomes in topical delivery to aid wound healing. And if you start thinking about combination treatment, then you start thinking about microneedling, microneedling plus RF, microneedling plus RF plus topicals that can penetrate into the skin. Perhaps you're delivering exosomes, perhaps you're delivering growth factors, perhaps you're delivering antioxidants. Um, then you start seeing the best results for skin health and beauty. So it's always this complementary kind of approach and, and it's synergistic. The topicals plus the device plus the internal nutrients you take, all of that combined to get the best result. When when lasers emerged, when the Fraxel emerged, it, it seemed like it really was a shift in what dermatologists had in their toolkit to treat aging skin. Would you agree with that, or how would you characterize the Fraxel? Absolutely, it was a it was a total paradigm shift. Uh, prior to the Fraxel, we would just take off whole sheets of, of skin with with a laser, and you, if you go to Palm Springs, you would see women with beautiful white faces. Nothing moved in their face, but they were white. We essentially gotten down to layer of the skin where you affected the pigment and you got this alabaster look. So you could get great skin tightening, and you can get great collagen pickup, but the downsides were the fact if you pushed it too far, you could get this alabaster look. Well, what we started to do was to create, create little tiny columns of wounds, each wound being about the width of a hair follicle. And with the idea that we just treat a fraction of the skin and leave the surrounding area to participate in the healing process. Now, at the same time, you're also getting a fair amount of heat into the dermis. When you did that, you would get the collagen to heat up, it would shorten, it would unravel, and it would become the scaffold upon which new collagen would be created. So it was really revolutionary, but that's a heat-based process, that's a laser. We, we now have microneedles, and we have microneedles with radio frequency going deeper into the dermis. We have fractional ultrasound. So if you think about it, what we're really trying to do is do a controlled wound of the skin. We wound the skin to stimulate the body's own healing process. Now, I have a rant that I go on all the time, and I, I'll, I'll share my rant with you. <laughs> Because I have a few rants, but this is one of them. So, I like that you have strong opinions, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if my wife would agree that that's a good thing. <laughs> so what happens is I ask clinicians, I say, if you've got two patients, you do the exact same procedure on, on these two patients. One of them 
heals beautifully, quickly, no problems, comes out gorgeous. The other has a prolonged erythema. They're red, they're swollen, they're little scabs and that just don't seem to be healing. I attribute some of that, obviously not all of it, but so much of it can be attributed to the fact that in order to get the best outcomes in aesthetics, we need really good nutrient levels in the tissue. So if you've got a patient with with healthy nutrients and good perfusion in the skin, they're going to do better than someone who doesn't have that. Now, you can't fix everything, but I think that we should be routinely putting patients on pre- and post-nutritional supplement regimens to help them heal faster. So I, I think that's a that's one of my rants. That's not that's not a rant. That's really just great protocol. I I think if it's forty five days, if you're saying it takes forty five days to regenerate max ish at this age, then of course I'd love to do a six week nutritional protocol. I'd love to optimize my supplements during that time. To drink a lot of water. Do my my four seven eight breath multiple times a day, and then enter into this process where I can get the best outcome. It's expensive. I read somewhere that women spend, like regular people, spend $4,000 a year on skincare, on beauty activities and beauty creams and things like that, women. And it, and it goes up exponentially by by income. So you want it to work, basically. Yeah, you want it to work. And, and you know, we're investing in procedures. We're investing in injectables. Um, so... You really want to give your skin the best uh, opportunity. Now, it's not just six weeks, though, because if you think about the process of collagen remodeling, what collagen remodeling is we bring heat into the dermis, collagen unwinds, and it gets remodeled. Sometimes that process can take months. So it very often will see the best results from an aesthetic procedure out three, four, five months. And that's because the body continues to remodel the collagen. So this is where a formulation such as quality of skin really comes in. Why would that be a good formula? Because it's got the ceramides for barrier protection. It's got all the antioxidants. It's got the mitochondrial enhancement. Um, the only thing that we that I would sort of add to that might be something around nitric oxide. And that has to do with the fact that you've got 60,000 miles of blood vessels. And everything depends upon the health of the endothelial lining, the lining of those 60,000 miles of blood vessels. So if we can make sure that we're protecting that lining and we are keeping those blood vessels open and flowing, and we are also supporting the mitochondria, there's a role for a, a nitric oxide supplement. There's some good ones on the market. They can come as uh, little tablets that you chew. Um, they can come in uh, powders that you add to beverages. So I think this is where we start seeing the nitrates that come from uh, beets and green leafy vegetables. So our body can then convert that those nitrates into nitric oxide. Okay, Dr. Tager, so I really appreciate the depth of information in this book. It's Feed Your Skin Right, Your Personalized Nutrition Plan for Radiant Beauty, but it's much more than feeding your skin. I think when you read it, you're going to feel the expansive inquiry that he has brought to this topic. I would love to take, and I hope that the people who are listening also take this course that you're constructing I feel it's crazy that we live in these beautiful, complex bodies and we know so little as general population people about what's going on inside of there. Not only is it like, oh, I should learn it so I could control it. You should learn it because it's amazing. Like what a wonderful, complex organism you are. So when's this course launching? Our professional version will be launched uh, first part of February. And then we're going to probably have our consumer one out uh, several months after that. My first emphasis, just the way I do what I do, is to make sure that we can arm practitioners, clinicians of every stripe, from an esthetician to a nurse to a PA to a dentist, even to a dental hygienist, with the tools to be able to 
initiate the discussion about beauty from within, to make some inquiries about healthy diet. You know, I, I early in my career, I was involved in smoking cessation research. And when you ask doctors at those days and said, you know, how successful you are, are you at getting your patients to stop smoking? They say, oh, it never works. I'm blue in the face. It never happens. Then we ask the patients why they stopped smoking. The single biggest factor was, well, my doctor told me so. So we never underestimate the influence of the teachable moment. Now, this can be between clinician and patient, customer, client, or it can also be friend to friend. There are moments in our lives when we are when people are open to hear new information, to really internalize it. And it may just be that this information can light up new possibilities in the minds and hearts of others. And that's why we do what we do. And that's sort of been my mission. And my mission right now is sort of to bring home this message of synergy between inside out and outside in. And I think that's a sort of a good way for me to sort of finish this long career. I think I could be working on this one for at least a good decade. Yeah, integrative, holistic, giving way to synergy sounds right because it means it's not just a whole, it's more than when you combine them, right? It amplifies each other. Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> this is fun. Well, if you enjoy this book and you learn something about how to feed your skin from the inside and from the outside and what kind of processes and procedures really work to keep it optimal condition, then drop me a note on what you learned either in this episode or in the book at the Rose Woman on Instagram. That's at the.rose.woman on Instagram. And good news for you, if you want to try the Qualia skincare supplement, the Qualia skin supplement, you can use the code Rose Woman for a 15% discount at neurohacker.com. You know, I was looking for the origin of the quote, beauty is as beauty does. And can you believe the only thing that I found was the Mouseketeers? And look, as ridiculous as a lot of that programming was in trying to control and shape an entire generation of children into being well-behaved conformists, there was this sweet line in it where it says, beauty is as beauty does. That's what wise men say. Now, if you would be beautiful, do this every day. Help someone who's feeling blue. Let kindness be your guide. For beauty isn't only looks, it's what you've got inside, which I thought was very sweet. But this idea that we're only as beautiful as our good works goes back to Chaucer in 1387. So it's long been a realization that it's how we live, how we treat people that makes us shine. And then there's the simple matter of being in love with the world, in love with yourself, in love with life, being loved by others, and watching how that opening and that gentleness softens your face and sparkles your eyes. So may your generosity and your love and your presence and your wonder create beauty in you and in your life today. <music>